come take a listen and a pause to all of the flow, to the places of wonder and thoughts with insights to grow. So take a sit or a walk, perhaps with a pot of tea, to explore flow beyond what the eyes may see. I would be shocked if you haven't. We're acquainted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Sarah, tell us about what we're going to do today. Well, Sophie, I'm looking at you right now, face to face. So many changes to get to this change. True. We've been on the road. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Together. Mm -hmm. Aren't you glad? I am so glad. I was going to make a joke about oranges because you said, aren't you glad? Mm -hmm. There are very few jokes you can make about oranges, Mm -hmm. but I didn't take it. Because you hesitated to answer my very leading question. I did because I was like thinking about how I would answer it Mm -hmm. in the context of an orange and it just didn't happen. Okay. So I guess we'll have to peel that away. Get to the roots of the real question. Get to the rind. Mm. I don't know. It's just blend it up and see (laughs) (laughs) that didn't work out well no (laughs) we're off to a real tangy start Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. flow flow (laughs) (laughs) that's a thing that is a thing it exists it exists we're gonna talk about it yeah Mm -hmm. as we usually do yeah hopefully what's it gonna be this time Sarah I really don't know yeah yeah seems fitting yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm tasting the orange juice we've just made, and it seems like it's tasting of rivers and roads mm. and poetry mm. and transitions. I mean, to sum it up, it's road trips meet poetry. Mm. And they had a baby, and that baby was our conversation okay. that we're about to have. It's a beautiful baby. Yeah. You did, you did good. um yeah i think it's interesting thinking about what we're going to talk about of well let's talk about something that relates to us in in this moment in our lives road trips there's i think inherent flow to that in terms of just like you said that movement of literally the river and the road um flow of transitions of time and space and people like you're popping in and you're just like blink new place new place new place mm-hmm. and I feel like adding this element of poetry it's fitting for us because at least for me I, I feel like poetry is a way I can more authentically express myself not that I can't authentically express myself in everyday language I just think poetry offers the opportunity to express yourself in ways that are beyond you know everyday conversation Mm. and we've been having a beyond everyday experience so it seems fitting to incorporate the poetic form into our experiences and I think what flow is to us right now is the flow of movement between places, between people, between words. And there's something about embodying this that seems important to share. Mm. Um, I think it would be interesting also because we haven't heard heard the poem. So basically, we're each going to read a poem we wrote. And that poem is meant to embody the road trip in ways. So embody the flow. And the poetry itself is also a flow, so it's maybe double dipping. Um, <laughs> and then, and also the flow of interpretation, the flow of our responses, and that kind of in the moment reaction, and maybe reflection and 
drawing back to moments that that come to us. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be very improv, ping yeah. pong. Oh, and I'm ready for it. We yeah. have some tea. We're in my grandparents' house in St. Mm-hmm. Louis, Missouri. Mm-hmm. This is where we're at on our road trip. We're kind of more than halfway through, and I think it's good for us to just take a moment of a pause, a very intentional pause, a very specific type of pause, mm. um, almost as if we're using poetry as a way to just let things settle, let the flow of what has been to just settle so that we can actually see it for um, what it has been to us, how it has shaped us, impressed things upon us, and each other as we're experiencing something separate but together so if you'd like to take it away with with a poem uh, I feel like I need to take notes for this Sarah often takes notes with poetry and that's Mm -hmm. inspiring to me because I often forget the things that left some sort of residue in the mind or felt important Mm -hmm. so I'll be taking some notes as you as you read, mm-hmm. and then we'll just process it. I mean, a lot of this conversation is just processing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have my little handy dandy fanny pack notebook. I always carry with me because I always have. To Seems fitting. Yeah, that makes sense. Ooh, okay. You ready? As ready as I'll ever be. Okay. Just a thing to add, I think it's interesting to write a much less read a poem about an experience in the sense that to me it's almost like this poem is meant to be that overarching reflection as in after the experience is concluded. So I think it's unique to kind of pause in that in-between state. You know, like you said, the pause, because I think often it's more of, I would want to share this with you after the road trip. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of this conclusion, but not a conclusion, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's the churning of what's already in motion. Kind of like creating a liminal space in which things can be reshaped, taken apart and put back together again, maybe not in the same way that they were first created. Mm. And that's a different kind of flow. All right. This poem is called, I Like It When You Stay. I forget where we are when we are together. Caught in the in-between of evacuated memories is a burrow to cocoon alongside the comfort of you. We never stay too long. Me wandering, you floating, me searching, and you seeking, me morphing, you being. We never stay too long in the plentiful, in the prodding dust of what claimed us, of what we claimed as us. We never stay too long. Beneath it all lingers a desire to come back to that, to come back to that moment. 
to come back to what is beyond common knowing common ways of being we never stayed too long but we stayed with it just a little bit longer stay with it just a little bit more 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 deeply more fully I forget where we were when the giving gave away to here. Just here. Just be here. Giving and receiving is more likely to wonder what will be remembered of its own being. There is a wondering if the tangible should be known, should be placed as a connector of people in place. Though there is this struggle to place experiences as just that, when I know it won't satisfy what I know to be there. Maybe, just maybe, this will serve as some form of solace along nostalgic beings. Maybe, this will all be forgotten to be recollected. Maybe these words aren't enough. Maybe, just maybe, these moments will continue on. With you, I forget where we were. With you, it didn't matter where we were, it still doesn't. And this is our pause in between the poetry and our conversation and reflection that comes from that. Maybe just take this moment to think if anything has come to your mind or any thoughts or feelings that may arise for you, and we will continue on. Ooh. Oh, there's a lot here, Sarah. I felt like every line I just wanted to write it down. <laughs> the title of the poem, I like it when you sing. Sarah's laughing right now because um, one of the first songs that she played in the car was of her sister's playlist, Smooth 2. Smooth 2. Um, that was the title of the playlist. And in it, there was a song called I Like It When You Stay by Riz Levine. And it was the first song that we like vibe with together. Mm-hmm. And we've been listening to it here and there. And yeah, so when you when you opened it with that, there's just like a comic, a little comic, a nice little comic connector of some sort. And when you open the poem, there's this theme of like forgetting about physical space, which is interesting because right, we're on a road trip, so we're actually moving through, hurtling through in many ways different geographies, different terrains of the physical realm. And that's not something that we've done together in a while. The last time we did this was in Sweden, and that was two years ago. So mostly our connection has been beyond the physical realm. And I still feel like there are, like in the poem, you bring it back to that as well, that our connection lies beyond that physical realm but you still tie in elements of movement on this road trip. Um, So I wrote down these words, forget where in between comfort of you, then the wandering, floating, searching, seeking, morphing being, and within that, just the beyond common knowings and ways. And these words point to like certain themes on the road trip, First of all, forget where. I feel like when you forget where you are, 
it can often have an association of like being lost and confused in like a negative sense. So it's wrapped up in this displacement somehow, as if that's a bad thing. But then you bring in the element of like there's a comfort almost in that. Not really, I don't know if it's not caring, but it's not needing to care about where you are and feeling like you're constantly like in between one thing and the next. There is this constant, which is our connection, comfort of you. Um, and I mean, it ends with that theme with you, with you, with you. It still doesn't. I think that's how you ended it. It still doesn't. Um, it still doesn't what? I'm pretty sure you mentioned it still doesn't, like it doesn't matter. Is that what you were trying to say? Can you read mm-hmm. the last part? Yeah. With you, I forget where we were. With you, it didn't matter where we were. It still doesn't. Mm-hmm. It was like that timeless quality about that of a pl- like not needing to know where we are in a place and it's just funny because it connects back to you know conversations we had even before the road trip I was like Sarah you know I just want to like see you we could be like in a freaking dumpster trash and we could just pull out a lawn chair and start talking and that'd be cool and then the last thing that I just wanted to touch on was like the the whole thing about like something Like, we didn't stay for long, but even when we didn't stay for long, we still went deep into something, fully into something. So there's this quality of not needing a lot of time to actually feel some sort of depth or fullness in terms of connection with nature, each other, and experience, which I find interesting. And it reminds me, actually, of, like, the past couple days you've been... Um, kind of leading yoga sessions with me and another friend and you often say like as we're doing yoga especially with the hip openers you're like just breathe in a little bit more a little bit more more deeply more fully just be with it and that feels very symbolic to the poem Mm -hmm. or at least reflective of what you're trying to address in the poem Mm There was one, I think one part of the poem that was sort of my, um, maybe disclaimer, I just wanted to touch upon, uh, it was the one about, like, the one doing the tangible should be known, mm-hmm. um, and about, like, me feeling like it won't satisfy what I know to be there, and that was my little caveat of, should I be less abstract and more specific in the poem itself? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, in this process of me thinking about this poem, I was thinking, well, I have a lot I could draw upon in terms of specific moments. Hiking, seeing certain views, people we met, decisions we made, dogs we met, cars that were read, tea that was drunk, songs that were sung, silence to be had. You know, there's, there's so much I could draw upon in very specific moments. And it kind of felt, I don't know if overwhelming is the right word, more so of whatever I say specific won't do justice because I felt like there was something else that I would miss. Is it kind of like you wanted to zoom out a little bit? Like look at how experiences connect together rather than just zoom in on one experience? Mm-hmm. I think that's part of it. Because it's not just about one experience, it's like a collective. Mm. And I think being abstract helped me sort of symbolically tie a bow around the experiences. Part of me wanted to talk about specific ones, like I mentioned, and just felt like I would write the poem and then I would think, oh, but what about that conversation? Mm -hmm. What about that realization? What about that thing? And I don't know, I think I would have felt like I would have wanted to keep going, keep going. Like it wasn't <laughs> enough for what yeah. I had. And so then I settled for abstractness. And, you know, part of my uncertainty on settling for abstractness is, you know, 
like maybe these words aren't enough mm. and like maybe this will be forgotten to be recollected that reminds me kind of ironically you're as you're saying i don't want to go back to a certain experience like i want to go back to a certain experience with what you're saying when we took a right turn out of nowhere and i said we need to go right because i don't mm. want to go straight and we go to this well we just end up seeing this uh poetry stand uh and this guy casey comes up and he's a poet and he would you know write you a poem kind of on the street and you you know end up talking to him and there's something he said in that conversation of poetry gives almost like an altar to the ineffable it's almost like the closest form of writing using words that we can get to speaking these ineffable experiences truth mm-hmm. and so I thought to connect that back because that's something that has stayed with me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the unique thing about poetry is it offers you that that space to explore your own form of expression. You know, I think there is something to remember. There is something to remembering tangible experiences. Because, you know, it could be something of what if I look back on, on this three years from now and I read this poem and I think, like, I went on a road trip. <laughs> what I do you know so it's sort of trying to in this moment of pause to sort of yeah like you said kind of step back zoom out a bit and have a kind of collective reflection Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as you were talking about this zooming out this collective reflection it also reminds me of another moment It's funny because as you're zooming out and going into abstractions, I'm taking that, processing it, and kind of giving back to you these little moments that speak to what you're saying. Mm. It's like this flow of abstraction and specification, I feel. Mm -hmm. Um, So as you're saying this, it reminds me of when we met Nancy, who was someone that came up to you after a Dharma talk. We went to a retreat center, monastic residence in North Carolina. Um, and after this yeah, Dharma talk, um, talk on the Buddha's teachings, this woman who lived in nearby the area, she came up to you and started talking and then I ended up coming and, and joining her conversation. And she just said something about her life and the way that it progressed and I said something to the effect of well everything is like a little star a little dot and only later do you start to see how these dots connect to each other and form this constellation so if it doesn't make sense right now trust that it will make sense as you start to make more dots and zoom out mm-hmm. and in our conversation it's almost like bringing in all of these dots of experience and seeing what connects and how they connect mm-hmm. and what's the bigger picture mm-hmm. I, I think there's something to what you're saying about dots being like experiences and sort of they can be in kind of a plainest space you know um, some more further away than others and some are closer and some you know can have maybe lines of that led to this mm-hmm. that relates to this symbolically that is that mm-hmm. maybe it's not even connected right now maybe they're just dots mm-hmm. you know some some have bridges and some are just there mm-hmm. do you think they'll always be just there or just there for now I mean, I think that's hard to say because sometimes just through living, those experiences can sort of be realized on its own of, oh, that makes sense or that came of that. And sometimes it just was that experience mm-hmm. and it can be what it was, whether enjoyable, desired or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, I don't think there's always, always a connection from another experience, though... I think each dot 
can like serve serve me in some ways you know especially just being introduced to new places and people it's like wow these are all just new experiences Mm -hmm. for me it serves as a sort of comfort in knowing that if some experience doesn't make sense to me in the moment or it's not how I wanted it to go it's not how it was planned to go that's going to reveal itself as something important to a step that I don't know yet that I can just tuck it away in in the separateness like in its individuality and just trust that it'll it'll connect somehow to another moment in a future unborn and while I don't know if that will ever come to be it's comforting to know that maybe a misdirection is actually a coming into an alignment of something that was not expected yeah I think that brings to me this thought of not like going with the flow but in a way Mm -hmm. especially letting certain things go because being on the road Mm -hmm. reminds me of what you said about misdirection brings realignment or brings alignment in the sense that there's so much uncertainty that happens being just placed in all these unfamiliar environments yeah i feel like we're kind of like babies just being born into all these different places and we're sort of helpless in ways of what we can and can't control Mm -hmm. um and it's sort of this we just have to go with it in ways and just maneuver ourselves in these spaces of unexpected experiences you know Mm -hmm. and sort of just yeah kind of adjust as we go yeah I mean I think what the road trip does adding on to your thought of like babies being like where do we go I almost feel like there's just an inherent vulnerability to feeling alive all the time but most people have similar rhythms of daily life they live in the same place they're kind of have their set routine and that can kind of bring in some comfort stability security within oneself but being on the road there's this what we've called before this chaotic bopping of going from one place to to the next and there's an inherent instability in that of not knowing what's going to come next what the next moment will arise and in my eyes that's kind of turning the volume up on the inherent instability of being alive not that it wasn't already there but that it just gets amplified when when our routines are destabilized due to just constantly moving around but moving around not in like a consistent way Mm. yeah i think with that there is some sense of freedom in a way of like releasing that sort of tug to to be in routine mm-hmm. I mean sometimes it can offer a lot of comfort I think it there's something to just knowing you just have to go with it mm-hmm. um, and kind of embracing those experiences hopefully coming out of it you know feeling you know feeling okay at least you know um, safe and continuing on mm-hmm. yeah there's a comfort or a security in knowing that it will end because I think the road trip has brought in a lot of entropy, chaos. The more that it lingers on, the more complexity in different places. And the more experiences that have been made that then add on to the next place and the next place and the next place. For me, it's almost feeling like this trip has led to like an increased entropy, entropic state in the psyche mm. and that can be inherently destabilizing but also it has the benefit of destabilizing patterns of thought action and allows us to kind of open up to different ways of existing mm-hmm. which can be very valuable yeah. but we need to integrate that once the road trip is over mm. I don't know if you want to go down this tangent so with that integration I'm wondering for you what do you I mean obviously we're not we're in the road trip right so but like in this pause of what do you feel like you want to integrate and how do you feel like you you can integrate it you know I wish I could give you an answer to this but I think I'm still in that high entropic state in terms of like chaos of not 
feeling like I can actually settle the past experiences because there's still more to absorb and to experience. That it feels like I'll only be able to give you that question once things settle down and things start to form some sort of sense of order. Because right now they're just kind of suspended in space and I can't quite connect the dots yet. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've tried through poetry, so maybe this is the segue into some of my own poems on the on this on this mm-hmm. road trip. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you ready for more poetry? Up next, we have Sophie reflecting on her experiences and along the way maybe just Take a moment to sort of just notice how you feel, anything that again may arise for you, and find ways to perhaps connect among this flow poetry road conversation. Okay, this is a poem that I wrote earlier today, actually. So the title is Body Scan Before the Wash. I've seen fire. And I've seen rain. (laughs) Bound by a lightning strike to house a live wire within the veins. I've heard gargling voices break through Bluetooth. Squiggly waves to tickle the ears and dance the night away. I've tasted acrid earth that dissolved me clean. Kneaded biscuit dough in the house of a Tennessee queen. I've smelled sweet honeysuckle gather herself on the dew. The putrid remains of what neighbors vehemently refuse. I've touched beauty in the palms of two generations above. Felt my childhood take shelter in this blood. I've been catapulted, irritated, and warmed by thoughts as this body cycles through yet another wash. Mm. So that I've seen fire, I've seen rain very fitting for us in the time and place because we were on the road um, in Tennessee and a storm decided to greet us quite ominously. came down very, very heavy and we happened to see purple lightning in the sky, which is a great reference and that song was with us for that experience on many, many playbacks. A little Luke. Yeah, so for for those who don't know, this is a throwback song, I've Seen Fire and I've Seen Rain. Or no, Fire and Rain by, Mm -hmm. what, James Taylor? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It's interesting how you approach this poem um, in a comparative sense. So Mm -hmm. you you were tangible. Yeah. In the abstract, in the sense that I think someone reading it or listening to it without having those lived experiences, they are likely to conclude, or they're likely to be aware that these are references, mm-hmm. you know. Me, I get some of them, right? Mm-hmm. And interesting for the poem I wrote, it's just abstractness, you know, so sort of you are having these little glimpses. Well, it's so interesting because I feel that it's almost like the silence between the words that point to the specificity, right? where I was going specific of experiences. Mm. That's that's where the abstraction lives. Mm. Whereas I think for you, the, ab- the specificity lives in kind of the echo of the abstraction, what comes after. So it's almost like a inverted or reverse. Mm. Your words had a, a movement to them, like those squishy waves dissolving me clean these lines of like squish and dissolve and cycling it's kind of like you add a lot of water element like this whooshing type of experience and then you know referencing making the biscuits at the farm kneading the dough you know eating the honeysuckle i don't know why i thought of this but it's all kind of like honey like this little touch on the tongue like sweetness of like you just get a little taste of what it was without really going into it mm-hmm. but like you're aware of the sensation mm-hmm. and you're like oh I want more 
Um, I think it's also interesting what led you to draw on certain experiences. Mm-hmm. Like for you, was there any uncertainty or pinpointing of why you decided to reference what you did? Well, I think the poem was really inspired by that song. And also this other song, A Hard Rain's Gonna Come by Bob Dylan. Like it's like, a hard rain is gonna fall. The whole song is just him singing about what he's experienced. And so those two songs inspired me. Mm. And especially just the the line, I've seen fire and I've seen rain, it feels so poignant to my experience of before road trip, during road trip. Because before road trip, lots of fire. Lots of fire, like physical fire in my environment. For those of you who don't know, there was like a fire scare back in April where I was staying and I woke up in the middle of the night and saw this fire raging on the other side of the canyon cliff and we're all safe and fine now but after the fire season we had last year just this continual rage of fire right and then I come on this road trip and I'm driving and there's just so much washes of rain like that comes and goes and comes and goes and it's rain like I have not seen before in a while so it's this kind of new element that's being introduced. So the whole thing, I've seen fire and I've seen rain, it just felt like, ooh, ooh, that feels super relevant to like what it's been like on the road, on the road and how I compare it to not being on the road. Mm-hmm. And, and from that, I guess, it triggered me to think of a lightning strike because you can have a lightning strike as part of rain or it doesn't even have to be in the context of rain, right? Because, you know, in California, there were lots of lightning strikes that caused wildfires, but lightning strikes can also cause thunderstorms that are almost like monsoon. And that felt just important to bring up. And then that kind of just triggered experiences with lightning on the road. And then that triggered kind of this activation of my senses. So then I just went into this exploratory phase in my mind of like what really activated my senses and how can I string these things together Mm. water could put out fire right so I I think in that sense I almost feel like what you're saying of fire being before the road trip it's almost like all these water elements and experiences on the road trip are kind of cleansing what was before Mm -hmm. in a way um kind of like smothering the flames, cooling it down, letting the simmer settle. Mm-hmm. The repetition of I have, I have, you know, relates relates to the song, I think, and it's a very kind of directed pronoun, right? So it's more like you live through these experiences and you're, are, you're cycling through that cleansing, mm-hmm. um, like that constant cleansing. It's not like, you know, you wait till everything's dirty to clean. Yeah. You know, because then it builds and builds and builds. It's like, it's constantly happening even without a thunderstorm. Mm-hmm. And then the part about, you know, re- you referencing your childhood. Can you, read, can you read that line again? Sure. Felt my childhood take shelter in this blood. Yeah. Can you share, like, what you mean by in this blood? Well, let me go back one line. Mm-hmm. I've touched beauty in the palms of two generations above. Felt my childhood take shelter in this blood. Um, mm-hmm. So you referencing your grandparents? Mm-hmm. Tupac above. Yeah. Okay, in the blood, like family, familial blood. Yes, and almost like a feeling of it's as I'm here in kind of a place where it has a lot of my roots. Roots have the association of veins. Veins carry blood. So it's like it's coursing through my veins. It's um, it's something that's both internal and external. Um, but the blood, I guess, was supposed to be more of an internal thing, of a like this is deep within me. Also, you like that flow as flow of memory in the sense of like mm-hmm. you coming back to your childhood space, mm-hmm. and kind of those popcorn memories of this is where that happened. That is where it's like the I have is all around you, like. I have gone to that school. Mm-hmm. I have done this, I've done that, I've done that. 
kind of like you're walking through a, a photo album in a way. Mm-hmm. Like that flow of the memory. Yeah, and it very much feels embodied, which is why I think the blood element is like, it's fluid, right? It's a water element, but it's something that flows through me as an embodied sense, unless so just strictly like in the mind. Kind of, it's reminds me of like this like full body experience mm-hmm. in a way, because you know, like you said, it's not just in the mind. It's it's blood. It's blood is full body. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like your experiences are um, being felt throughout, and like all those sensations, all those physical places. Yes, and you touched on all those sensations. Like it's back to kind of the form of the poem. Mm-hmm. I have seen. I have touched, I have tasted, I have heard. Hmm. Which the blood runs through. Yeah. And even in the title, it's full body, because it's body skin. Body skin is a full body experience. It's sort of like, like you're wanting to cleanse your full body. Your psyche, your physical body, your emotional body, your spiritual body. Just all, all like the embodied forms through your physical environment. Mm-hmm. to come back to your internal space. Mm-hmm. Now that we have gone through these poems, we're going to conclude this conversation by transitioning to some takeaways, as well as ending on a free association of words and memories and phrases that come to our mind from our experiences on the road. Someone who might be listening might have never been on a road trip, might not read, write, enjoy poetry. Mm -hmm. What do you think someone could get from, from listening without having those relatable experiences? Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's something that remains in the poem that you read about it doesn't matter where we are. And I feel like you can translate that into any space because it's not about space. You know, even as we're hurtling through different spaces and we're entering new lands and that triggers so many different things and uncertainty and all of this stuff, there's this message of in the end it didn't matter connection still remains beyond physical space. My hope would be for listeners who haven't been on a road trip is just to acknowledge that while physical spaces can be very exploratory and trigger in us different ways of being and living, that ultimately connection does not have to exist in the physical realm. There's so many other forms of connection and it can be created just in your bedroom taking a walk outside. So a road trip doesn't need to be the catalyst for that. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of the quote, wherever you go, there you are, by John Kabat-Zinn. I loved that quote for a very long time because I've had a lot of travels. I've been very privileged in where I've been able to go in my life at this age. And it becomes more clear to me as I inhabit more spaces that I'm not familiar with that my mind always follows. So it's like, wanting to escape into a different space to get rid of a part of oneself or to find some sort of happiness, the theory has not held any kind of footing in my experience. My mind always is with me. Me, I'm always in the space that I inhabit even if the space is different. And knowing that makes me realize that a lot of the dissatisfaction or the confusion or anything that I'm working with within myself is something to be cared for and worked for within rather than to be sought out in a new thing or experience. Mm. And I think oftentimes people take trips like this whole stereotype of the eat, pray, love. Let me go find myself in India, Italy, Bali. I'm kind of like bullshit on that, you know? As much as we can explore, they're just reflections back to the self. So we can't ever run away. They can be supports, but you don't have to be 
privileged enough to travel to have almost like an inner sense of exploration of inner travel and come to know yourself I feel like the way for me is this um like welcoming of uncertainty and being open um to like what comes your way to receive and to give mm-hmm. because you know being in new places there are people all around you to to help you mm-hmm. you know so it's sort of this like kindness can be everywhere you don't have to limit yourself to one space adventure like you said is not always found in those exotic places adventure quote, unquote, yeah. adventure can just be standing outside and watching the rain come mm-hmm. and letting it fall on you you know so it's sort of just allowing yourself to explore even in that like seemingly mundane physical space mm-hmm. those seemingly simple experiences don't have to be forgotten so quickly it makes me think about you know a, a previous conversation we've had about how there's so many just different worlds that we reside in in any given moment and how adventure often looks like one thing and that's like in the physical space but adventure is about that exploration and if there are multiple worlds that we live in in our psyche in our past in our feelings like let's go on an adventure with with those within those worlds association boom playing catch with dogs slobbery tennis ball making seventeen dollars drinking chai tea at any place that is possible forcing down just one bite of gooey butter cake (laughs) Flipping pancakes until they are burnt and crispy. Flipping pages of worn books that are with us. Stopping the car for a scenic view. That groundhog. That was the view in the scenic view. That bear. <laughs> just the bear. <laughs> yeah, that time when we <laughs> thought we had left the bear, but really came back to the pair bear at a different angle, but the bear was not there. Or so we thought. Or so we Very thought. symbolic. Clicks is a Polaroid slash disposable camera. That you keep saying Polaroid, but is not a Polaroid. Mm-hmm, yes. <laughs> Dragonflies. Mm. Everywhere I go. Dragonflies. Holy shit. Hugs and strangers. Just strings of words from strangers that leave an impact. Cuddles with you. Cuddles with spaces. Getting gas at unfamiliar places. Naming memories in familiar places. Making oatmeal from the microwave and try not to leave a trace. Blue light, ocean, my octopus teacher. Connections with animals. Mm. Connections with the outdoors. Leaving society, but really leaving society. Privilege. Crackers in hand for the goats. Avocado toast. Innocent rebellion. Ooh. Long drives. That didn't feel so long. Seeds like a bird. Me eating seeds. (laughs) Constantly. Thunderstorms that took the wonder out of me. Underground lakes, above ground caves. 
doing qigong on a rock right out of a cave. Yellow tunnel being born. Amber. Getting in touch with other worlds. Intuitive realms that others reflected back on you. Capturing experiences through audio. Capturing experiences through disposable cameras, but being very intentional about what that clicked. Mm. Expressing tea through song, color, and sound. Feeling like we're just gonna keep going round and round. Like a merry-go-round and sound. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Scratch that. Timelessly. Waves of drifting and brooding and drifting and brooding. Quote. You miss more out on indecision than wrong decision alone, end quote. Boom, I think we should just end it there. It's fine. Yeah. It's a good one. It's a really good one. I'm a great person. I know. Mm -hmm. Shout out to my family also. (sighs) The best loyalist dog there ever was. Another story for another time. True. Poems, prayers, and promises, and all that we believe in. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Remember that one? I do. It feels fitting to like just slide it in there. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Long slide, slip and slide. Mm-hmm. No, more of like a lazy river, gentle flow. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Flow. Ah, okay. trigger. Shall we? We shall. Okay. So flow.